0: welcome right. to the next <laughs> episode of the blue podcast some confusion over who was starting there that's the issue with live podcasting or it's not live it's recorded uh it's me your favorite co-host charlotte joined by the significantly lesser co-host
1: wow that's aggressive I- that's, a, that's an aggressive <laughs> start. You fucked up the intro, and now you're, you're being aggressive towards me. I'm Brayden, and with us, we've got uh, an exceptional guest, definitely not the, probably the best part of this whole podcast. Can you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm William. Thanks Will or William? You, do you prefer being called William or Will? No, I much prefer Will. Actually, only or my Bill. mom calls me has William.
0: It, yeah, has anybody ever... You go
2: when she's very mad at me that's William but that's the only case I I hear William otherwise will
0: do you ever Um, get called Billy because my my dad is a William Billy
2: no no Billy is more of a like English Canadian thing I guess but no it's it's very much will
1: how did you feel uh on my first day, when I christened Pleo as the first non-French Canadian Canadian, breaking the awful streak that this company had of only hiring awesome. French Canadians,
2: I was I was actually uh, happy about it. I don't have much uh, Canadian anglophone friends, uh, so I was actually looking forward to get to know you because of all the the history of people saying that. French Canadians and English Canadians can't get along. Actually, we, we got along pretty nicely, I think. Well, I think so, you it guys?
0: must have been your lovely long hair. <laughs> what you color miss the was Bill's hair, hair uh, when, when you joined?
1: Ooh, uh, I think it was brown. It was just brown and long and luscious and you had really skater surfer dude vibes. You still got the skater surfer dude vibes, but you know, it was like- Yeah, I, I think
2: I had the very long hair like
1: almost to my, to my shoulders. What is your you... official title at PLEO these days? Because you've you've been here for ages. I mean, you've been here through many hairstyles: the long hair, the short hair, the blonde hair. I miss the blonde hair.
0: Bond yeah, I'm,
2: I, I was thinking of doing the blonde hair back again. Uh, I'm I, with with the pandemics again. I would. They, were, they they just closed the restaurants. Uh, actually, close tomorrow. Uh, and I was kind of hoping they don't close the hairdresser because I, I I'd like to I'd like to do the, the blonde hair again.
0: You got the hair, the blonde hair done at a hairdresser. I thought you just did it yourself.
2: No, 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 no. It was like the, the whole thing, like uh, <laughs> proper proper uh, hairdresser. It cost me like
1: two hundred dollars. <laughs> two hundred dollars. What the
0: fuck? You can buy that in a box. But it looked good. I don't know. Charlotte obviously really doesn't good. think
1: it looked profesh, but no, you no. Know.
0: I thought it looked really good, but like it was like this like bright, bright blonde that like is. I'd say it's not that difficult to achieve oh, a, of course. Achieve yeah, the, first,
2: the first time was like very yellowish, but the, there was a second time where it was more like gray white. And I, that that's what I would do again, more like gray white.
1: Did you do that? Because you've got like this inner like scene kid that you wanted to let out? Or is it more like a pot? Like Where did that stem from, that blonde hair?
2: uh it, it, it was more like hey I, I saw a few people on instagram like rocking this and i was like i like this i'd like i'd like pull to be the same yeah. mm,
0: the influencers yeah i you think i've told you influencer. this before
1: i think i told you this before but i like if i wasn't so worried about going bald like look at how much my hair is thinning this is a reoccurring topic <laughs> i would i would bleach my hair blonde in an instant i want to be bleach bleach blonde or go jet black and just look like such yeah. a yeah
0: you would look good Bleach
2: blonde i was super scared of the the thinning of the hair uh with the bleaching but i I went to a proper hairdresser and he gave me like some proper shampoo with like because i also have a a bit of thinning in the sides and uh, i have some very specific shampoo that 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 prevents this hopefully
1: <laughs> oh this is a call back to episode two when we speak to nico all about the <laughs> yeah, oh, and the yeah. Hair routines and yeah
2: all we should speak you... about shampoo me and nico for quite a bit
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you use a purple shampoo when you had blonde hair
2: yeah yeah the, it, it was called uh, like blonde angel or something like that that's what <laughs> you
0: are yeah <laughs>
1: And we took a bit of a detour there. I had a question that we kind of lost in, in your, uh, blonde angelness. So what is your official title at Pleo? What do you, what are you doing these days?
2: Yeah. So official title is, is still engineering lead, uh, but, uh, of the team design ups. So, um, right. a lot of people don't really know what design ups mean, but it's basically bridging the gap between designers and developers. How would you explain that to your mother? Or me. <laughs> yeah well basically the Playo product is growing a lot and there's a lot of new parts of it that that needs to be consistent so that when you go into say the export stuff or say your card stuff or, or the mobile app on the web app or the website they, it needs to be consistent across all of these platforms on, on ios on android or on on the web uh so that's
1: what i make sure that that And it looks consistent across all of these. So it's like, it's almost like uh, the engineers previously, they were playing with a big box of Legos, but everyone's using a different Lego set and kind of piecing things together. And now you're like, no kids, we're using this box of Legos and it's this color and these shapes. And this is what you're using to build Plio. These are the Legos. This is the Plio kit now.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a very good example. I think, I think it's limiting the set of, of Lego parts uh, and, and limiting the custom Lego parts that, that gets built so that our developers are faster and, and know exactly which ones to pick.
1: What was going through your head when you first joined Pleo, this crazy Danish company? You're all the way in Canada. Why would you do something like that?
0: Bright fucking pink and you're like, what do I do with this?
2: <laughs> Actually, the pig stuff was, uh, I really liked it. I really liked the branding when I saw it. Uh, so so the, my first contact with Pleo was, was Mark yeah. uh, because we worked when, when was
0: that? How long have you been in for?
2: Uh, I, it's been almost four years, it's going to be four years in November, I'm, so I'm part of the furniture now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, so, so I worked with Mark at, at our previous company, which was called Caveo, uh, worked there with Guillaume and P.A. and Francois and Bianca, what a, and cray. a lot of people that, that actually joined uh, later on. Um, and yeah, we had a lot of fun working, me, uh, Guillaume and, and Mark together. We built like an analytics product, uh, which was more like a side project. And we had our small independent team. It was very nice. And then Mark left uh, to Denmark and found Playo. but we stayed in contact, and, and I was looking uh, always on LinkedIn and some posts that like they had won some some startup events, and like they were on a roll, and i I found the product very interesting because I used to do my expenses I, I used to do like internship interviews for for Caveo, so I would go across all the university and I would rent a car and go to the restaurant and things like that. And then I would staple all of my receipts together and then have to have someone sign it and then photocopy it and scan it and then get reimbursed like two payment cycles later. So I I really understood the product uh, and I found it very awesome. And then I spoke with Mark and they wouldn't hire a remote person just yet, Uh, but with a lot of convincing and speaking with Renee and Nico and Guillaume that joined a, a bit later down that road and they, they saw that remote work was, was working very well, then I got to, to join.
1: What was what the, do you the think weirdest? Is, you go ahead, Charlotte.
0: What, what, are, what is the best and the worst thing about being remote?
1: Yeah, I, um,
2: I think the the best is is that you get to be really focused on what you do and, and decide when you are interrupted or not. And with the time zones and all that, it's, it's very easy. Right In the mornings, I have a lot of meetings. And in the afternoon, Denmark is basically done with their, their work day, so I can focus on work, no interruptions, get really productive. But the worst thing is is, especially in these corona times, I feel like I'm very, very far from my colleagues, and I really I, I'm a sociable person. I like I like doing things, uh, just outside work, and I like being friends with my coworkers, which I think I I, I, I have at Playo. I have a lot of friends there, uh, but not having a team camp, not having this ski trip, and like all of this feels like I'm very very far away right now. But th- that's why I I, I I spoke to you guys uh, about the podcast. I was listening and I kind of felt this friendly vibe again. So I uh, I really enjoyed that.
0: That warms
1: warms my heart. (laughs)
0: Um, Now, as an avid listener, you'll know that we have a a recurring segment called Rapid Fire Questions, which uh, nobody answers rapidly. Um, No,
2: but you don't leave them time to like, I I understand that you have to respond fast, but there's like a lot of of context sometimes that needs to be given, not just a simple one word response.
0: (laughs) I, and I think people are you gonna can take never that, Charlotte
1: Will shitting on your rapid fire question. I know.
0: I just <laughs> don't I, like I think in Scotland we are yay or nay in the side. Oh, okay. thing. Yeah. When, when you have a rapid fire question, you rapidly cool. respond and then you move on. But also I, I get that I've got a horrible accent and people are often like, I can't <laughs> answer because what the fuck are you saying? So I actually reached out to my dear chums in Team Athena. And we came up with a couple extra questions. So the first couple of questions, I'm going on holiday tomorrow, so I must have been thinking about going on holiday. Uh, and then the other episodes, or the episodes, the other questions are just really flipping weird. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Would you rather lose your sight or never eat poutine again?
2: Well, uh, lose sight. I love poutine. Oh, that's <laughs> a dream.
0: <laughs> and rapid what a guy i'm trying um, i'm trying would you rather only ever be a passenger or only ever drive a manual
2: car oh, oh drive manual
0: what good you guys are oh all that reminds
1: maybe. me Oh, I've made a grave mistake. Oh no, I'm doing it this weekend. I'm supposed to learn how to drive a, a manual car for my girlfriend's birthday upcoming and I keep forgetting to do that. And it's like two weeks away and I still don't know how to drive this car. So this is serving as a great reminder. Thank you for that question. I
0: <laughs> can... should ask uh,
2: Guillaume about my driving in South Africa, uh, driving stick. Uh, and we got stuck in, uh, in a hill where there was a red light and we actually never got across the light because I was always, always, always choking. and it's in South Africa, and people are sometimes weird. And uh, yeah, I got very, very scared that day.
1: <laughs> you stole the car on a hill in South Africa.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> how many? How many times did you stall in a row? Ah, uh,
2: maybe six or seven times. That was just very, very bad.
0: I because I like was the ins- more
2: the more you stall, the more you get like super you stressed out. You can't. You can't. And there anxious. was this this audi r8 in the back like a very fancy car super super close so you can't just get like roll back and yeah. just give yourself some time so yeah, i had to do it super quick and yeah i don't perform well under pressure i guess
0: <laughs> 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 okay a window or an aisle seat on a plane
2: uh, aisle or 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 uh, window no, window for sure for sure i always ask the the guys if i can get the window
0: do you like plain food?
2: Uh, no, because it's always the same. It's, it's either chicken or pasta. What? Do you mm. like
0: plain food? Well, love I mean, it. I, I travel
2: most it. of the time with Air Canada, and
1: uh, you always get that not... weird, like, brick bread thing. Uh...
0: Oh, yum. <laughs>
2: the no.
1: the,
0: the, the breakfasts on a flight are incredible. Yeah, that's that...
1: true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I I usually don't ha- the timing of my flights never get me a, a proper breakfast. It's more like just a a muffin that I get and it's like very bad.
0: Do you sit in the shower? <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you Charlotte sit does?
0: To pee? I do.
2: I mean, if Are... you have like these Danish showers with the toilet that like like the shower runs no. on the toilet, then you can no. sit. I guess I would sit on that case, but uh...
0: If you're ever really hungover, just go for a wee, sit down in the shower. <laughs> That's great. Uh, do you ever sit to pee?
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a tall guy, so so yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah.
0: If anybody doesn't know, Will Will is uh, seven foot four. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: so high um, in the sky, he can't even see where the the toilet starts and yeah. stops. That's why he's got to sit down. Guarantee his aim
0: when you eat an apple do you eat the core or do you leave the core leave the core smart man don't don't ever trust anybody who eats those seeds
1: <laughs> charlotte is casper. calling out someone specifically he's calling out casper casper Kier, because apparently i i didn't learn this until charlotte showed me the the scraps just the stem in one of the meeting rooms that he left behind <laughs> Whoa, He eats okay. the apple and the core how and how do you know what he
0: does he makes eye contact with you as he <laughs> okay, yeah, eats, as he puts the whole <laughs> core in <his> <laughs> um, What's your new favorite restaurant?
2: New favorite what's restaurant? Your,
0: what's your favorite new restaurant?
2: Uh, there's, there's a lot of good restaurants uh, right now in Quebec, but I really like the Italian one that's called Battuto. It's very hard to get a res- reservation here. But I was hoping that if uh, Nico com- ever comes back in Quebec, I would like to have him there. It's like an Italian restaurant, but there's no Italian person in there. Uh, so there's no like tradition or all that. It's just like very inspired. So I- I'm- I'd be curious of what Nico thinks about, about these kind of places.
0: I have one more. What's your funniest moment in Cleo? And I'm, g- I'm gonna guess it's at a team camp.
2: Ah, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, th- it's hard to pick one like right off the bat, but I would think about the, the broken door in Sweden. Uh, so, so if you, if you type broken, I think it's still there in, 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 uh, the Slack bot, but if you type broken in Slack, it's going to auto correct it to broken and, and, uh, Someone was a
1: bit, uh, that, that, I, I don't know, do you know the story? Should I? Should I? I know, yeah, you should share it because I've heard bits and pieces and I've seen it on Slack. So yeah, share the story.
2: Yeah, so people were, uh, we, we were in Sweden. I think it was my second team camp. Uh, so we were still quite small. I think we were like about 30 people there. We had a few cabins in Sweden, very nice place. Uh, and it was told that there was a hot tub. Uh, but it was actually just a, like a bathtub <laughs> uh, but people were very hyped about the hot tub so they just went into the bathtub and was it
0: outside or was it inside No, it was, in,
2: like, it was in the bathroom just like a regular bathtub. but it was a, quite <laughs> just a, just a, a bathtub big... that's not a hot tub <laughs> a normal bathtub
0: it was a shower I, that you all sat I, down i guess
2: in. it was just wrongly translated on on the website or something like that but uh it was like a corner bath so you could fit quite a few people and then we were partying quite late and people end up like putting water in the bathtub and people go in there Uh, and that was pretty funny we had wine and beers in there and we were singing very very loud songs Uh, and then Pete just came by We, we had like a fire pit outside and people were just inside and outside and Pete saw that he made a huge mistake just coming in the the bathroom because people were like join us and they started running after him to just pull him in the bathtub and he ran away and held on to a door and someone kind of tackled him so the so the door was completely out of his hinge and like kind of broken completely uh, and then it was just, they left it there and they, we had these big posters where we, we could <laughs> write stuff on team camps, like yeah, on, on some of the exercise that we were doing and brainstorming and stuff like that. So they, they wrote like, this door is not broken with this big typo. <laughs> and uh, it probably, bro- this door is probably broken. And it, in parenthesis was uh, not drunk, sorry. <laughs> oh, I think
0: that did, did that picture resurface recently? I think I saw that recently. Yeah,
2: yeah, you, uh, no. There's there's some other videos from other team camps also that you might have seen. Yeah, um, where th- that's another broken, Swedish
1: one.
0: <laughs> broken.
1: Yeah. So broken, ever, yeah. Wh- whenever, if ever we can get back to some sense of normalcy and have a proper team camp, then uh, the bar has been set pretty high. We need to break a door. We need to go in a bathtub. I mean, yeah. I've I've been to a team camp where people have been in a bathtub. That was yeah. that happened in Salback. I mean, this is a yeah. if there's a bathtub. People are there's there's <laughs> got to
2: be people in it, for sure, for sure. Uh, there, there's the, the,
1: it's a close one with the antelope story as well.
0: That's also a great one. Yeah.
1: Can you yeah. tell the antelope story? Because I've I've heard it before, and I'm sure there's many people that haven't, and this is another great legendary team <laughs> camp story.
2: Yeah, um, I, I think it started by, there was, uh, it was in, in, I think it was in Foon. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, though. But, uh, Fuen, yeah. Uh, so we had a big place there and it was the food was amazing that time because we had the caterers that were there and they were yeah uh, cooking some very amazing food for us like breakfast and and dinner and and lunch Um, but yeah there was these uh, antelopes on the walls uh, in a few rooms and we had a lot of roses and t- like plastic ones and people it's like, like taxidermy throwing...
1: like taxidermy um deers or antlers yeah, or yeah. whatever they're called yeah there was a few ones uh
2: and then yeah people started throwing like these roses trying to kind of like a basketball i guess on the, on Through the, the antlers,
1: antlers.
2: <laughs> um and it started kind of like this and uh the party was going pretty well <laughs> people were pretty tipsy at that point and uh Chris decided he wanted to dance with the with the antelope, uh, so he, he tried to just take it off the wall, but it kind of fell on the ground and broke the antlers. Um, so yeah, he went. First thing he did, he went to see Pete because Pete has some very good experiences with mistakes made in, in team camps.
1: Uh, and, <laughs> and this was right all drunk is. in the middle of the uh, night, I assume.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then he comes to Pete and was says, "I've made a huge mistake." <laughs> 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 and, uh, See yeah, what and I remember.
1: Oh, sorry, you keep going.
2: Well, well, he he went to to apologize to Yeppe and uh, because it was kind of Yeppe's uncle or Yeppe's like family that owned the, the cabin. Oh, so...
1: that's a key piece of information there. Yeah,
2: yeah that, so that I, was I, very I bad. Not
0: heard that part.
2: And uh, so 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 Yeppe made him wear some like antler like you had a cap with some <laughs> antlers on 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 the top and you had to wear it like the entire day and and he, yeah i, I think uh, chris is a good example of owning up to your mistake and like very much uh, asking for forgiveness and you see he's still there so so i guess he's he, he did it
1: right <laughs> see, see what i know about that story this is the only part i know is that someone broke some antlers uh drunkenly. And then uh, they were taped back on again. And then oh, a yeah. year later, a year later, someone saw the ad, and you could see that the antlers was just kind of barely hanging on by a thread. <laughs> yeah. So someone stole.
2: Uh, I think it was Thor's his lace. So he had these shoes, and there, because we had to take all of our shoes off inside, uh, so there was a bunch of shoes there. <laughs> and we decided uh, when we were leaving, people were putting back their shoes on, and Thor was like, "Where's my shoelace?" <laughs> That's how they tied back the the antler on the on the antelope. Uh, So So he just he just
0: left his shoelace and like it's still there. You
2: you couldn't like it's it was very high. I don't even know how how you how you would take it off.
0: Uh, Taller than you? Yeah. Taller than than seven foot nine?
2: Yes, seven foot nine.
1: (laughs) What's your best Renee story? What's the craziest thing you've seen Renee do?
2: Mm, yeah, I, um,
1: I, Rene famously for those that don't know really holds it down at team camp he actively tries to be the latest one up at least one of the nights uh, and yeah. uh, it, it's worth making sure you have lots of drinks with him whenever you can
2: yeah Rene is a legend uh, I, I, he's what a guy. basically the first person that, that took me out in Copenhagen like going in some bars and restaurants and, and lots of places and I really enjoyed that with him uh, but yeah, best moment is probably at my first team camp where he was the first, uh, well, the last standing, uh, we had a, we had a proper hot tub that time and we moved the entire company Ooh. fit in that hot tub. So what know, that can tell you that how small the company was when I joined, uh, I think we were like 16 or 14. So yeah, uh, there's probably a picture somewhere around, uh, about, about everyone in the hot tub uh but yeah so so we stayed up very very late and I remember like we, we even cooked like a late night dinner and Rene had brought some whale meat uh from uh, uh from his hometown uh in the Faroe Islands yeah in the Faroe Islands um and yeah so so that was a pretty pretty intense party and but we had some very early sessions in the morning. And you can really skip those sessions because everybody would know that you weren't there, right? It's not like we're 200 now. <laughs> uh, so, so, and Renee's room was right next to the living room where we had all the presentation. So we start a presentation, Renee's not there. We, we have breakfast, uh, Renee's not there. And then at some point during the presentation, Renee just opens his, his door and he's very, very, very shit-faced. And Yeppe <laughs> says to him, Rene, you literally look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a really good quote uh, also from Team Camp. Coming from Yeppe, that was great.
0: My I'd first... like to think that... Uh...
1: Sorry, go ahead, no, Charlie. You,
0: on you go. On you go. I was going to
1: say, um, my first Team Camp, I roomed with Rene... Nice. And immediately we get in there, and it's—I uh, I can't remember where it was, but it was in that weird school we were at, and the room we were what? in was one of the front front rooms, and it had the chalkboards in it. And Renee and I spent about twenty minutes just drawing dicks all all over the chalkboard <laughs> in our room.
2: And I, I that remember that was pretty amazing, like with the, the yeah. melting people uh, frames on the walls. What? There was some where, very weird. Where was the school? It was in no, it wasn't Foon or moon, I, I, I oh, one on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It
0: was on the moon.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, ah, joy. Right. Okay. Moving on from team camps, we.
2: <laughs> I'm having <laughs> a lot joy. of nostalgia right now about a, a proper team camp. Looking forward. Also, to
0: actually, back to team camps. I know you say like you can't really uh, you can't really miss the start of uh, of the team camp. On my very first team camp, one. Federica and Nico were having a competition to see who could stay up the longest. They both like didn't go to bed the entire team camp. It was ridiculous. And I must have been up till like 5am crawled into my bed. Also, this was my first instruction to play. I'd never really met that many people. I knew the compliance team and that was it. But um, was out until 5am, got back to bed was so drunk that I just like crawled into bed in my dress. Didn't even like put jammies (laughs) on, didn't didn't put like my blanket around me and didn't set an alarm. And then everybody who I was sharing room with all woke up the next morning. They were like, the new girl's still in her dress. Should we wake her up? And they were all like, nah, let's not wake her up. So just like <laughs> left me there. I think it was like Stina.
2: That's pretty oh, nice of st- them actually.
0: <laughs> I think like Stina, Mia and Laura. And Laura was so sick. So it was mostly just Stina and Mia. They left me sleeping. And then I woke up at like, 11 or something, maybe 12, sm- like still smashed, to like text from Paulist to be like, where are you? Woke up, bumped into <laughs> TB, and he was like, oh, are you just up? And then like missed breakfast, then missed lunch, because I just take a call for my old job where I was still working at the time. And then like CERN just like took pity on me during the, uh, the event. I think he like bought me a snack in a shop and he was like, please eat this choice
2: right camp was that
0: that was in berlin
2: oh yeah that was wild yeah
0: that was such a <laughs> box night that was yeah. that was ridiculous um okay so we 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 posted um to try and get some questions from our fans and some recurring themes propped up so if anybody maybe maybe you're a brick listening to this and you don't know every single PLU person who works in canada pretty much i take Paolo, Jeff, and Sam out of this, and then I think it's everybody else. You've all got a Tesla, and you all love outdoor activities like wakeboarding and kite surfing. One, why do you all have a Tesla? Two, wakeboarding's cool. Discuss. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well first, first of all, I, I don't have a tesla it's it's my Your girlfriend, girlfriend has a tesla,
0: tesla. that's yeah. fine it's so you get to drive because,
2: it oh no, but she gets kind of mad at it because every time i i drive it a lot of people give me compliments about it like i get out of the car and you're like hey, hey nice car but then when she drives it nobody says anything to her so, what? so yeah I, I guess they're too intimidated or something like that i don't know uh but yeah i always get a lot of compliments about because it's a red model tree so it's very like kind of flashy i guess uh but yeah why because electricity is cheap in canada we don't have these huge denmark taxes about cars and we have to have a car like my girlfriend drives uh like 35 minutes every day at least 45 minutes uh, so like you wouldn't be able to bike to work. Right. Uh, we live a bit like in the suburbs as well. So like, there's no public transportation and all that. So having a car, uh, is, it's basically needed. Uh, so might as well get
1: a cool fucking Tesla, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also you said it, we like our outdoors activities. We're like a bit, uh, I don't know, fans of the environment. So it, it, we're trying to, trying to do our part.
1: What's that behind your right shoulder there? It looks like some sort of outdoor activity gear.
2: Yeah, so you got my wetsuits drying there. Uh, your wetsuit? Okay. Yeah, uh, because season is basically done in terms of wakeboarding and, and wakesurfing and all that.
0: You only wash your wetsuit when the season's over?
2: No, no, it's, not, it's drying <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, but you'd be surprised. I don't wash it that often. But uh <laughs> uh but it's because we we have to take the docks out uh because it, the lake freezes uh, like so so we have to do it before it's too cold uh so i had a, a few friends come over uh this weekend to to help me take the docks out because it's quite heavy Did,
0: is is the lake like literally behind you like when you say take yeah, the outside, yeah take yeah. Is the lake I, in your i'm garden? not sure you
2: can see but like it's going to be a podcast anyway so i guess i guess it doesn't
1: yeah fuck everyone listening this shit's for uh, us yeah
2: in the Ooh. middle there that's the lake
0: wow uh,
1: yeah that can charlotte and i come stay with you uh
2: yeah i'm gonna have a guest room because right now i'm, I'm living in at, at my girlfriend's parents place because our house is not ready yet so i'm I, it's right now i'm in the basement uh i've been living here for like the last two months and at my parents place for the other two months before that uh but yeah we'll have a guest room so uh, if, you're, if you if you want to come to canada and do some some boating uh or any outdoor activity mountain biking kite surfing snowboarding depends on wow, the it swamp. sounds like
1: summer
0: camping with you yeah i love boating i love all these things that you're discussing i like skiing more than snowboarding uh i feel like you're a boarder.
2: yeah i am i am do you have a the skateboard? Yeah, I used to skateboard, and with the new new Tony Hawk Pro Skater that got out, it kind of makes me want to skateboard again. Uh, Is that a game
0: or a skateboard?
2: Yeah, it's a game, uh, like classic uh, Nintendo 64 game that I played so much, um, and they kind of, like, remastered it. um, uh, So it makes me want to skate again. But I think I would get hurt. It's, like, the hardest. Of all the sports I've done, I think skateboarding is, is the most dangerous and the hardest uh, of all.
0: What's the worst skateboarding accident you've ever had?
2: Uh, I tore some, some uh, ligaments in my foot uh, at the skate park uh, when I was, Yikes. I guess, 14 or something like that.
1: See, that's why like, I, I have a deep passion for skateboarding. I love skateboarding. But I, I just had to give up on it because you reach a point in your life where you're like, I've just got too much shit to do. And I'm not, yeah. it like, it's, you could so easily, I remember one time I went up to the skate park and like within 10 seconds, I was like, oh, I'm gonna try and do a little board slide. I slipped out, <laughs> slammed my back on the bar and it, yeah. you just knocked the wind out of you. And, and my friend was there, he said, like, oh, I don't wanna go to the skate park, I don't wanna go to the skate park. I was like, let's just skate for a little bit. We go there, I knocked the wind out of myself right away. He's like, this is awesome. We gotta go to the skate park all the time if you're gonna do that shit. <laughs> So Charlotte, I'm let's go skateboarding a... one day. My skateboard's on the floor right beside you. Is it? Where? To, to your left. It's just in the living room. To your left. That's
0: it's it. on it's by left.
1: the door. It's Is this there. the ironing okay. board? No, there's a skate ironing board. There's one there. It's, it, I, we're I on a podcast really, right now. You don't have to find it.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I'd be in Copenhagen, I would have like some cruiser skateboard just to cruise around.
0: One of those ones with the remote where you just like uh, just like remote yourself. I'm not too sure American about those, the
2: electric ones. Yeah. Really. Um,
0: do you have more love for your cat, your girlfriend, or your boat?
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw <laughs> that one on the chat. Uh, <laughs> definitely the girlfriend. Uh cat is cat is, is a, a strange story because I, I, I thought I would hate cats, but uh my my girlfriend always loved cats and I, I I really actually enjoy having, especially being remote. It's kind of nice to have some, some life around the house. Uh, but I, the boat is very high on the list. So that would be girlfriend and then boat like very, very close. And then if cat.
1: your girlfriend had a motor on her back, do you think... <laughs> Oh, wait, you already like the girlfriend more. I was going to say, if the girlfriend had a motor on her back, would you like her more? But I mean, we all well, know you like the boat more. Just her boat and correct. my
2: boat, right? So without, without her, I can't afford a, a boat, actually. So I guess oh. I need the girlfriend to oh, have
0: the boat. You use it's her kind of her
1: mutually boat?
2: inclusive.
0: <laughs> you use her for the boat. You use her for a Tesla. You exactly. Our punching.
2: Yeah, th- she's, uh, she's the source of all my happiness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's like Braden's the source of all of mine.
1: <laughs> it doesn't seem like that with the way you started this podcast. Come no, back in my I job. know, that was mean.
0: I, I treat you mean to keep you keen. <laughs> okay, that's fine.
1: No. I'm winking.
0: <laughs> Thanks for Nico. telling everyone.
1: So I, I went all the way back in Slack because it's fun because you've been at Pleo for so long and there's, there 's so many people have just recently started, and so many people have been here for a year or less or even two years or less. Two years feels like a fucking century. But I went all the way back to two thousand and seventeen, which is maybe close to around uh, not maybe not when you first started, but and it seemed like back in two thousand and seventeen general was the p- place to post no one posted in channels it's just everything straight yeah. down your throat straight in general it was yeah. mayhem so my first question to you is is do you think we should go back to that sort of lifestyle I, I don't think i
2: don't think it can work right it's it's already people are already confused about where what to post where uh, How much is it
1: yeah. gonna get get me or cost me to get you to throw an ad here in general while we're recording at the moment?
2: <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. I, I I'm like the person that's gets very angry. I actually muted ad here on Slack. So if you do have, wow, can you do that? bold. Yeah, yeah. You can put it as like a highlight word and then mute this like kind of revert. So I I muted ad here. So he so that doesn't ping me anymore because
1: All I, right, I find Right. So it, a
0: favorite. If everyone wants to talk about William, just at here and go willy-nilly.
1: <laughs> at here and then at William afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> Well, that, that makes sense because I actually also found a post um, from, from ages ago, probably around when I first started, so about two, two and a half years ago, uh, where you posted extensive meeting guidelines to general. Do you yeah. remember those what? meeting guidelines? Very yeah, extensive. I
2: do. I actually, I- <laughs> I do that to the bricks every, um, every month. I kind of do this like remote presentation about like how to work remotely. And yeah, these guidelines, it, it starts by me getting very pissed about being pulled into some weird meetings. And as you grow, I think it's, it's the growing pains of a, of a scale up, right? And a, a high growth company and you we were hiring very fast and you end up being in meetings that should probably have been an email or a Slack conversation. So yeah, I got, I got a bit pissed and I,
1: I made this. Yeah. There was a little bit of shade thrown in the comments there, but this, we'll to the meeting guidelines. So everyone knows how to actually host and, and invite a meeting.
0: Braden's just shared it. This is passive aggressive meeting guide. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can <laughs> I can't remember you bringing this into my bricks program, but maybe you did it. And I was like, this seems passive aggressive, and just ignored it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, it, it it has evolved over time. But but uh, it's also that since we're not like a, we like to say that we're remote first, but it's 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 not true because we're we're not like right now we're fully remote, right? We're everyone in in a different room and in a different place. But like the company has an HQ in Denmark, which kind of skews a lot of things towards more like in the office stuff. So you can tap someone on the shoulder and things like that. So there was a lot of of things to sync up to make sure that, Hey, we're we're still here in Canada. And and like, you can't just make decisions in the corridor without, without us, or you can not just pull us in, in a meeting at like 5 45 AM, uh, because we'll be sleeping.
1: Do you think, do you think with your, you go ahead, Charlotte,
0: I was going to say, I have a lot of respect for the the way you guys conduct your remote first lifestyle because uh I don't know if anybody knows this but I got trapped in Scotland for four months (laughs) and little known fact it was so hard when all of your team is placed in is based in one place like things happen just like off the cuff randomly even just like the ability to just like Speak to somebody face to face, you totally take for granted, and I came back from that, and I work a lot with Paulo, so I spoke to him a lot about how how he finds being remote and and I kind of get a lot of the frustration for you guys so if anybody doesn 't understand what being remote is, go to Scotland and get stuck for a fucking long time, and you will have so much respect for these guys
2: yeah th- I think that that 's that's a good thing that that everyone tries it right and they they see it from the other side because just working one one day like you're waiting for a delivery guy to come at your place it's not really like the remote lifestyle or Mm. but also on the other hand like when with the pandemic and all that when everybody got uh remote it's not also your regular remote lifestyle because at the end of the day you would still go get a beer probably with a friend or like you would go outside but then you were completely stuck and people were kind of getting crazy. And we're like, how do you do it, man? I'm like, this is not your, your actual remote lifestyle. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, things will get to, to, to back to normal where you work remotely, but you can still see friends and, and things like that.
1: Have you noticed a shift in how conscious people are of, of Zoom meetings and being remote since the pandemic? Do you think over the years, your lobbying and, and your kind of activism towards making sure we're aware of a remote lifestyle has made a difference?
2: Yeah, I think that has helped a lot, uh, especially like uh, things that like like microphones and just the audio, video of of, of the, the the stuff. I think it got much better because uh, people are more aware that oh, I should repeat the questions so so that the remotes can hear it, and like they're a bit more aware of the mechanics of of being remote. Um, so that has definitely helped. I think there's still a lot of work to do, but I think the tooling also is is also evolving. Like Zoom is like we tried a bunch of tools before Zoom. Zoom is
1: is the best that we found, but there's so many flaws still in Zoom. Uh, What's the biggest area of improvement that you think Plio needs to focus on remote culture-wise?
2: I I think, and and that's something that we had in the beginning, but that that doesn't scale at all anymore, but we had an an always-on webcam in the office when everyone was in the same room, right? So so you could just jump in and say, hi and just have a quick chat and people would just come at the camera and we would have the our stand-ups and 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 I could still stay and and listen in and which would sound a bit sounds a bit weird but it was like the best way to to stay in sync uh and you can't do that today because there's so much noise in the office and so many people and multiple floors and all that but I think there's there needs to be some sort of way where you can basically just tap someone on the shoulder and, and have a room really quickly. There was this tandem approach that we tried that was a bit like that, but no, not everyone is on it. But like something that, that would allow you to jump in and out very, very quickly with someone, uh, I, think, I, I think that would be very, very nice.
1: Yeah. Well, I got one last thing that I found, and then I think we're coming close to the time, so we should probably wrap it up. But in my, in my little research, my little discovery, I found that um, uh, it was a message from August 28, 2017 that you posted in general, of course, because that was the only place people posted (laughs) back in the day. And you said, I'll probably miss stand-up today, bracket Monday morning, as our RV broke down today with still eight hours of a drive to home. (laughs) We finally made it back home, but haven't had time to pack my things yet. I'll do that in the morning. Then we fly to Copenhagen. Can't wait to see you all. What was going on there?
2: Yeah, so that was... was quite a rush uh because yeah my girlfriend's parents have a a old uh, volkswagen rv like a little bit bigger than uh than like a westphalia uh,
0: nice kind
2: of uh, so many toys yeah very much and we were me with pa uh, and our girlfriends at the time pa's girlfriend at the time same girlfriend still uh on my case Uh, uh but yeah we went to prince edward island which is about 11 hours drive from, from Quebec City. That's uh, so far. Yeah, that's pretty far, but that's very, very beautiful. And there's some very nice kite surfing spot because it's an island. So any wind that comes, you have a proper spot. There's some very nice restaurants, very good craft beer. So I would, I would suggest that you, that you go there if you can. I want to do point. that so bad. I want to go to eat
1: like really Eastern Canada so bad. Yeah, yeah.
2: What's it um, called,
0: Prince Edward Island?
2: Yeah, P-E-I. Uh, so, so we went there, uh, for like, I think 10 days, uh, we stopped in New Brunswick for a little bit and we went there and, uh, the RV is, a, I think it's a 2001, so it's, it's not that old, but it's, 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 it's traveled quite a bit. Um, and we, we did all the checks before, like uh, pressure and oil and, and all of that. And you have to, you have to do that because you're going to be driving for 11 hours. So, so. Hopefully it works. Um, and then we start having these like temperature sensor errors uh, and there's this machine that's been added on, on the dash that you can like check what's the code. And, and so, so the code says overheating sensors. So I'm like, ah, okay. Uh, but usually it's the Probably sensor fine. that's broken. It's not the, over, the overheating, it's just the sensor. So I just reset the, the code and we roll along it's and right. if it's gonna be a problem, we're going to have another error that, that pops. Uh, so we, 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 we do our trip and we finish up uh, at the end of the, the, the 10 days. And we decide to wake up super early because we have 11 hours to drive. And after about one hour of driving, then the overheating uh, uh, light comes on. And Uh-oh. Now now that's bad. So you can't roll it very much longer uh, because you're overeating and you don't want to break the motor. So and this is, I, this is
0: not a one for ignoring. Like you really have to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I find like a, a, a gas station that's very close by on the GPS. And I, I, I try to get there super slow, keeping the temperatures low. And uh, we stop. And then we see that all the, the prestone the, the, the coolant is uh, is all flowing out of the the car, so I'm mm. like, "Yeah, this is bad." Ooh, uh, shit! So I'm just gonna buy like a big can of coolant and just fill it back up, and we can fill it back as we roll. But we have
1: you just got PA hanging out the window with the coolant, <laughs> dropping it <laughs> well, into the engine. I mean,
2: I was like, that's we can, we can stop every hour line. and and fill it up again, right? That's, that's- yeah that was my, um, uh, idea. So I, I buy that. Um, it's a Sunday. So most stores are closed, but the, 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 gas station is open and it has it. So I put it, I fill it up and we, we, we roll for like, I, I just start the motor and I just look down and it's just like spraying all the coolant oh, out. Shit. Um, and, and, to to put you in context, I'm flying on the next day to Copenhagen, mm-hmm. so I have to be back because I have to to uh, actually uh, take my flight, uh, which is in Quebec. Uh, so, so we find uh, like a Canadian Tire, which is a, like an auto parts store that's that's all across Canada, and. Um, I'm going to try and find some pieces to tie it back together. And I'm very not a car mechanic and I don't really know what I'm doing, but I, I, I see where it's leaking. So I'm, I'm going to try and
1: Get enough MacGyver
2: duct tape to something. down Yeah. So I buy duct tape. I buy some, some joints like, uh, uh, but the thing is that it's, it's a Sunday, so it's not open yet. So I had to wait like Two hours, I think, because we, we woke up super early to, to, to drive, but then it's not open because it opens at like eleven or noon. So we get we get the parts and I try, but it still leaks. Uh, and every time I screw some something to, to tie it together, it's so rusty that it just crumbles from the inside. So the, the, oh, the, the tubing is is just done. Uh, so We try to find uh, a towing company, but then a towing company that that tows uh, RVs, it's quite hard to find on a Sunday uh, in Prince Edward Island. Uh, So after like, I think 20 calls, we finally find someone that picks up and says, yeah, I'm coming. And I'm like, yeah, but when? And he's like, I don't know, I'm coming. So (laughs) all right, then we'll just wait, I guess. Um, I think it took like two hours before he came. And nice. by by the time he came, I had to find a, an actual place where they repair RVs. But repairing RVs is pretty hard to find because Volkswagen, they just want to repair cars. They don't want to repair RVs. So you, you call the RV place and they're like, oh, it's a Volkswagen, call the Volkswagen place. And then you call the Volkswagen place and they call the RV place because nobody wants to touch it. Yeah. But we found a Westphalia place uh, <laughs> that was close to the airport from the city right outside uh, Prince Edward Island that I forgot uh, the name. But there's a, a small, very small airport there. So we, we got our towing uh, right to, to the garage and then the, the tower made us lift to the airport where I could rent a car. Uh, so I rented the car, put all my stuff, uh, went back to the garage, put all the stuff from the RV in the car then people thought we were stealing from RVs because we were just like very fast taking <laughs> off, <laughs> so they came and they were like, "Is it your RV?" and then I had to prove like that it was mine and oh I down and, and uh, yeah, so we drove the last like i think nine hours that we had to do our, uh, very, very fast, and uh, I got home on time. I had to do the laundry, uh, and yeah we, we just put everything in the in the washing machine, went to bed and like dried all the stuff in in, and made my suitcase and left for for the airport uh, the next morning and so the rv was still there right so uh, my girlfriend's parents rented the car on the other way and went on vacation in prince edward (laughs) at the same time Uh, so yeah it it was very very weird uh, and very stressful
0: what, what a surprise because this podcast is sponsored by Volkswagen RVs. <laughs> reliable. Just yeah. Not reliable. Canada. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it was great having you uh, come tell us all these phenomenal stories. I really, really hope that in the near ish future, which probably won't be till next year, maybe early next year, we can create some more stories. Um, yes, I would love that. It's, it's been so long, and I need your blonde, long hair to embrace, I want to embrace you in the office and talk shit, drink beers. Charlotte, do you have any final words?
0: I just want to hear you laugh in the office. You got such a nice laugh.
1: (laughs)
2: Aw, Will, do you have any final words? Uh, Thanks for having me. It was very fun to to talk. I had a lot of fun and I'll be listening to all those other podcasts that are coming. Uh, I very much enjoy listening to you guys.
0: So, I love how this is our first fully remote podcast episode. All of us are in different locations, different devices. This has been great.
1: Which is why we keep cutting each other off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, goodbye, kisses. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. (laughs) We're cutting you off.